Hello, and welcome to the third episode of Linklater's Asia Bite Size Antitrust. I'm Max Pollard, and we are delighted you're joining us for our whirlwind tour of the Asia Pacific region. Today, I'm joined by my colleagues Rob Walker and Felicity McMahon, both partners in the Competition, Consumer, and Regulatory Practice at Allens. In this episode, Rob and Felicity will give us an overview of some of the key updates from Australia. The ACCC is known to be a very active regulator with significant powers, and in recent years it seems that ACCC has taken on a number of very ambitious enforcement cases. As a starting point, Felicity, can you give us an update on uh, the competition landscape in Australia at the moment? Absolutely. And Marcus, thank you so much for having us on uh, today. Uh, cartel conduct remains a key enforcement priority for the ACCC. And the ACCC is particularly focused on pursuing criminal cartel prosecutions with our public prosecutor. The ACCC had a recent loss in the first criminal prosecution of an individual alleged to have engaged in cartel conduct. Now, that, in that case involved Country Care, its managing director, and former employee attempting to in induce numerous retailers of assistive technology products used by disabled persons or in re rehabilitation and aged care to engage in collusive conduct. Now, apart from the country care case, a higher profile case that some of you may know is the alleged criminal cartel case involving a number of investment banks, as well as an Australian bank called ANZ. And that was in the context of a capital raising by ANZ in 2015. This case has been on foot now for more than three years and is, it is still uncertain when the trial will occur. Now, on the mergers front, it has been business as usual for the ACCC despite COVID, but the biggest news is the ACCC's recent announcement advocating for the overhaul of our merger regime, but I'm sure we'll get to that um, at some stage in our chat today, Marcus. The ACCC has also taken on a keen interest in digital platforms and big tech and has launched a number of market inquiries over the last couple of years. Now, just today as we're talking, the 28th of September, the ACCC released its final report in its 18-month ad tech inquiry, and it made a series of findings about Google's dominance in the ad tech supply chain and six recommendations for sector-specific reform and regulation involving rules on disclosing use of first-party data, regulating conflicts of interest, uh, requiring fee transparency, prohibiting anti-competitive bundling, tying and foreclosure, and foreshadowing some regulations like those being mooted in other jurisdictions. Uh, and in the case of uh, Australia, with the ACCC suggesting it would be in charge of enforcing those rules. Now, this comes off the back of the ACCC's extensive work on digital platforms and services over the past five years. And that work has already culminated in some regulatory reform, including the world first news media bargaining code in 2019 to address the imbalance of bargaining power between digital platforms and news media businesses in Australia. Now, the ACCC is also proposing to conduct a review into possibilities for adopting some ex-ante regulation of digital platforms, like some of the measures that are currently being considered in the EU, UK and the USA. And the ACCC has just announced that it will issue a concept concepts paper in the first quarter of 20, 2022 on these issues. 
So to sum up, there, there certainly is a lot going on in competition law in Australia at the moment, Marcus. Well, it definitely seems that way. Um, you, you actually mentioned that the, the regulator is pushing for some form of changes to the, the merger regime. Um, as, as some of our listeners will be aware, compared to most jurisdictions in the region, um, Australia is uh, a relatively established jurisdiction, uh, but it does have a key feature that differs from most other regimes globally that is actually voluntary uh, instead of mandatory. Is that one of the reasons why those changes are being uh, mooted of, of the, by the ACCC? Look, it's a good point, Marcus, and it is one of the concerns that's been identified by the ACCC's chair, Rod Sims. But we think um, that it might be a bit of an overstatement to say that Australia's merger regime is out of step. And look, while it's legally correct to say our regime is not mandatory, in practice, parties do notify the ACCC and they most commonly, when they do notify, wait for the ACCC's approval before completing their deals. And one of the benefits of, of our regime in Australia is that we don't have technical filings. The ACCC only hears about and needs to spend its time and resources on tra transactions that could have a competitive impact in Australia. Now, Mr. Sims also raised some concerns about the ACCC's lack of success in merger cases, which it has litigated in court. And to give you some context about this, the ACCC has lost approximately seven cases in court over the last 20 years. Now, admittedly, the ACCC is generally regarded as having a somewhat of a poor track record in court, but in our view, this doesn't necessarily mean that the entire system is broken. And, and focusing on just these seven cases ignores the thousands of mergers that the ACCC reviews and clears, the many mergers that the ACCC opposes or, or secures undertakings in order to provide conditional clearance, and also those which the parties disband due to ACCC concerns. And also there's the fact that those that do go to court are really the most complicated cases where the issue as to whether the deal would substantially lessen competition, needed really quite careful consideration by the court. Now, more broadly and generally, the ACCC has raised a, a concern that concentration levels in Australia are increasing. Now, relatively speaking, you know, Australia, it's a very small economy and our markets can tend to be a little bit more concentrated than what you see in other jurisdictions. But we haven't seen any evidence um, that this is due to our merger control regime specifically not serving us adequately or some other, other reason or explanation. Right. So uh, it seems, though, from, from what you're saying, that actually the ACCC seems to want to change a system that, at least from the, those statistics you, you've mentioned, actually seems to be working pretty well. So, Rob, what exactly are the proposals that are, are being made to address certain perceived concerns that the regulator may be, may, may be having? So the proposals deal with both process and substance. And if adopted, in our view, they'll tip the balance in favour of blocking mergers. On the process side, as Felicity mentioned earlier, the ACCC is advocating to adopt a mandatory suspensory merger regime. The need to file would be triggered by thresholds. Now, these haven't been confirmed yet. Um, and the ACCC would also have a call in power to review deals that fall below those thresholds. 
Again, we're not convinced that this approach is necessary. The ACCC has a very broad jurisdiction because it does not use thresholds. This has meant that it's, we've avoided debates like those in Germany and Austria around how the thresholds should be changed in order to capture deals like killer acquisitions. At the moment, the ACCC can and does review those types of mergers. The ACCC is also proposing to change the legal test, and there's been some debate about the legal test over the years, and court cases have, have dealt with the interpretation of the test. Our current law prohibits mergers that are likely to substantially lessen competition, and the courts have interpreted likely to mean a real chance. Mr Sims is suggesting we watered this test down, such that likely would mean a possibility that is not remote. This is a very low threshold for determining whether a merger will have a negative effect on competition. And further, under the proposed reforms, the ACCC will only be able to clear a merger if it is satisfied that the merger is not likely to substantiate lessening competition. The nuance is slight but important. Essentially, under the proposed reforms, the ACCC needs to be positively satisfied that there is no possibility that is not remote that the, that the transaction will substantially lessen competition before it can clear a merger. There may be cases where the ACCC is not sure whether a merger will SLC, but it's not sure that it wouldn't. And in those cases, presumably, the transactions would be blocked. And, and Robert, might also be helpful to just give some context of why changes to the test are, in fact, claimed to be needed at all. And, and for that, um, it's worth pointing to the example from a couple of years ago. Uh, Pacific National, the largest provider of rail line haul services in Australia, was looking to acquire another rail terminal in Queensland. And the ACCC raised concerns about this and was ultimately the subject of court proceedings. But the ACCC lost uh, its appeal, lost its way through the courts, and the courts ultimately found that there, was, there really wasn't any prospect of new entry anyway, and therefore there was insufficient evidence that there would be a substantial lessening of competition. That's right, Felicity. And, and to deal with that scenario, the ACCC is advocating for the introduction of a new deeming provision, whereby an acquisition will be deemed to substantially lessen competition and therefore blocked, where it materially increases or entrenches substantial market power. Where the deeming provision apply, the idea is that there'll be no need to consider the counterfactual, for example, in, in, the, in, in the case Felicity mentioned, whether there is a likelihood of new entry. The only inquiry is whether the transaction would entrench market power. Separately, the, the ACCC is proposing that there would be specific rules and thresholds applied to digital platform mergers because of concerns about killer acquisitions. Um, but what these separate rules look like remain to be seen. So those, those proposed changes certainly have the potential to be quite drastic. So no doubt there's going to be quite a lot of robust debate about them. Um, Felicity, actually, what, what do you anticipate the next steps will look like for, for these proposals? Well, Marcus, the ACCC has made it clear that these proposals are simply you know, a starting point for debate. There's currently no clear time frame yet for potential implementation of these changes. In fact, there's, there's no draft legislation and there will definitely need to be quite extensive consultation before we get anywhere near that stage. We certainly don't expect any movement on this before the next federal election, which will take place in the first half of 2022. Great. And, and, and you mentioned earlier that one of the proposals 
um, is to have specific rules around digital platforms. Um, and as you pointed to, actually, the ACCC is very active even, even just today. So um, this trend of, of looking into big tech um, actually is in line with the global focus that other regulators are, are taking. Um, although sometimes ACCC does adopt slightly a different approach. For example, uh, albeit in a merger context, in Google Fitbit, the ACCC had rejected the same undertakings or commitments that were accepted by the European Commission in Brussels. So, Rob, what do you think is the reason for ACCC sometimes having that, that different approach, and particularly in, in, in that case? Yeah, it's a good one to point out, Marcus. I mean, previously on Global Deals, we have seen the ACCC tend to adopt global remedies that have been accepted by Brussels. In that case, um, I, I think one of the, the reasons why the ACCC took a different, different approach was its stance when it comes to behavioural remedies. The ACCC strongly prefers um, to avoid the structural changes that a merger could create rather than addressing the consequences of such structural changes by, um, by way of an, a behavioural undertaking. So the ACCC has now closed its merger review of Google Fitbit and has instead converted it into an enforcement investigation. Turning to enforcement matters more broadly, where the ACCC and Australia can differ to some other jurisdictions is, is the use of its consumer protection powers, particularly against big tech. And we've seen a number of actions brought by the ACCC against digital platforms, particularly in respect of represent representations they've made about collecting and using consumer data. On the antitrust side, Australia, we're actually a little bit behind other jurisdictions. We haven't seen any competition law enforcement to date in the big tech space. However, the ACCC has flagged that it's concerned um, that competition law may not be appropriately regulating big tech and um, has warned that it's considering adopting or advocating for the use of ex-ante regulation, the like of which has been talked about in, in London, Brussels and in other, in other competition capitals. And the ACCC has said that it's be considering those options as part of a market inquiry that it will conduct next year. Thanks, Rob, and Felicity for taking us through those, those updates. Um, and I think it certainly will be very interesting to keep an eye out for what is happening in Australia over the next couple of years, in particular around merger control and, and the regulation of big tech. Um, I think that's probably a good place for us to be wrapping up today. Um, for our audience, Rob, Felicity and myself are always happy to discuss further if you've got any questions, so please feel free to reach out. This concludes our Australia-focused episode of Asia Bite Size Antitrust Series, and in our next episode, we'll be joined by our colleagues in Bangkok to discuss the latest antitrust developments in Thailand. It'll be particularly interesting to know what, are, what is on the agenda of the young but increasingly ambitious Thai enforcer. Many thanks for listening and goodbye.